This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Yesterday, we reported that General Motors is taking action against racism and promoting inclusion. It already committed spending $10 million with organizations that promote inclusion and fight injustice. Now, GM President Mark Royce is asking the company's employees in its global operations to observe a moment of silence this Friday for eight minutes and 46 seconds. As you probably know, that's the amount of time a police officer in Minneapolis kneeled on the neck of George Floyd, killing the African-American and touching off protests around the country and around the world. In GM's U.S. operations, first shift employees will start the moment of silence at 8.46 a.m., while second shift workers will do it at 8.46 p.m. Boy, we keep hearing about lots of quality problems with the new Tesla Model Y. Numerous media reports cite issues with poorly fitting panels, missing paint, misaligned rear seats, and other issues. The Model Y shares so many parts and components with the Model 3 that this is an alarming development. It shouldn't be happening. And it shows there are probably fundamental quality problems with Tesla's stamping shop, its body shop, its paint shop, as well as in final assembly. Some of the quality issues are so glaring, it's obvious they were not missed by quality inspectors. They were shipped out of the plant despite the defects. And that shows Tesla is adopting the worst practices of the old Detroit. Just ship the cars and let the customers deal with it. Tesla is in a rush to make up for lost production due to the COVID-19 lockdowns. And it's desperate to post good earnings for the second quarter, which ends in just two weeks. So it's pushing cars out the door no matter what kind of problems they have. Our advice to Tesla is don't do it. Good reputations can take years to build, but they can be destroyed by bad quality in just a matter of months. The driving range of an electric vehicle is very important, and one way to boost it is to make it as aerodynamic as possible. That's why Audi developed a new patented solution for the e-tron S Sportback, which allows it to achieve an impressive drag coefficient of only 0.26. The side air inlets at the front guide air over the wheels and the sides of the vehicle. Narrow horizontal struts in the wheel arches regulate air through the openings and reduce swirling at the wheels. The wheel arches of the Sportback version are 23 millimeters wider than the regular e-tron, which helps it achieve the low drag coefficient. Its aero is also improved by the use of digital outer mirrors. Those are cameras that are smaller and sleeker than normal mirrors. Speaking of Audi, Volkswagen wants to take full control of its luxury brand. Volkswagen currently controls 99.64% of Audi, but it wants 100%. So it's spending nearly $270 million to buy out the rest of those shareholders. As of yesterday, Audi shares were worth a little over 1,000 euros apiece, but VW will pay 1,500 euros, a nearly 50% premium, just to make sure it gets them all. We just had a 2020 Subaru Legacy Sport roll through the Autoline garage. On the outside, 
The sport version differs from the regular Legacy with just some trim items. A different rear bumper, a trunk lid spoiler, black side mirrors, and black 18-inch alloy wheels. Same on the inside. The difference is just in the trim. A leather-wrapped steering wheel, aluminum pedals, and red stitching all the way around. Of course, being a sport model, it does offer a sport driving mode. But even though it's a sport model, it doesn't get Subaru's more powerful turbocharged engine. Instead, it gets the naturally aspirated version. But it does have enough get up and go when you need it, though it can be a bit buzzy at lower speeds. But the fuel economy is pretty good, coming in at 30 miles per gallon combined. Not bad for an all-wheel drive vehicle of this size. The Legacy is built on a new, stiffer platform, which not only provides better steering and handling, it's also quieter on the inside. Speaking of the interior, it comes standard with a new 11.6-inch touchscreen infotainment system, which is a welcome upgrade compared to Subaru's previous system, which was a bit outdated. The Legacy Sport starts at about $28,000, but that includes destination charges. The model we drove had $2,200 in options, which included the moonroof, blind spot detection, navigation system, and reverse automated braking. Overall, the Legacy Sport is a nice vehicle, but nothing about it really stands out. And don't be fooled into thinking this is a performance version of the Legacy. It's really sporty in name only. Since Lamborghini launched the Urus, it sold 8,300 of the SUVs, and it hopes to attract even more customers with enhanced standard equipment, new colors, and a new trim package. What they call the Pearl Capsule Edition is the first customization option for the Urus, and it comes in three colors, green, orange, or yellow. Those bright colors are contrasted by a gloss black roof, rear diffuser, spoiler lip, and massive 23-inch wheels, as well as exhaust tips finished in a matte gray. The interior features body color accents on the seats, doors, dashboard, cup holders, and floor mats. There's also a number of carbon fiber and black aluminum details. Other improvements not exclusive to the Pearl capsule include more standard and special paint colors, new key design, and updated Park Assist package. The 2021 Eurus is available right now around the world and carries a starting price of $218,000, but that does not include destination charges. Speaking of updates for 2021, here's the new BMW M5 sedan. The twin kidney grille is larger, of course, and the redesigned front and rear bumpers look more aggressive than other models. And like the Lambo, black accents all over the car contrast the new red and gray paint colors. Interior improvements are highlighted by a larger 12.3-inch display screen, cloud-based navigation, and a new track mode for M5 competition models. But the upgrades are more than cosmetic. New shock absorbers are fitted to the car, and the suspension control system is fully recalibrated. The M5 is still powered by a 600-horsepower, 4.4-liter twin-turbo V8 mated to all-wheel drive and an 8-speed automatic. It'll do 0 to 60 in 3.2 seconds. The global market launch is scheduled for August, and the price starts at over $104,000, and that does include destination charges. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. 
Most automakers use silicon-based chips for power electronics in their electric vehicles. But Vitesco Technologies, which is part of the giant German supplier Continental, has developed silicon carbide chips, and they're more efficient. Here is Vitesco's head of electrification technology sharing some of the benefits of switching from silicon to silicon carbide. So when we use silicon carbide chips in our inverter design, we can reduce the uh, conduction losses as well as the switching losses. Um, so this is one benefit, and this enables us to create a more efficient design. So we're essentially using less power from the battery, electrical power, and then you know our e-drive system is converting that electrical power to mechanical power, which drives the wheels. So the less power we draw from the battery to run our system, the better it is for the electric vehicle because then we could actually use that electrical energy in the battery for the range, for an extended range for the electric vehicle. So the added benefit as well is, you know, in an e-drive system, the inverter and the motor, they kind of need to work in a perfect harmony. So sometimes what's good for the inverter is not necessarily, necessarily good for the motor and vice versa. So we have to find this really balanced um, optimum point so that the system itself is working in a very efficient mode. So silicon carbide enables us to use much higher switching frequencies, which then also makes our motor more efficient. It eliminates the harmonic losses in the motor. And as always, that entire interview is available on our YouTube channel if you'd like to learn more about silicon carbide and about Vitesco technologies. Mercedes AMG is continuing its push into electrification, but in this case, we're talking about an electric turbocharger. Mercedes AMG worked with the supplier Garrett Motion to develop it, and it was influenced by Mercedes Formula One technology. Its small 48 volt electric motor is only four centimeters wide, and it sits between the exhaust and fresh air side of the housing. The motor allows the turbine to spool up before it even comes in contact with exhaust gases. Mercedes-AMG says this reduces turbo lag and improves vehicle response from a standstill and across the entire engine range. Off-the-line acceleration is better because the electric turbo generates higher torque at lower engine speeds. That new turbo will replace the conventional turbos that are currently used on AMG's 2-liter four-cylinder engines and its 4-liter V8s. Hey, don't forget to join us for AutoLine After Hours tomorrow when our special guest will be the auto analyst Jeff Schuster from LMC Automotive. Join me and Gary Vasilash for some of the best insights into the automotive industry. And that wraps up today's report. Thank you for watching.